Hi, everybody. Susie O here. And before we begin the Ask Susie and KT Anything podcast today, I just want to say something. And it's this. Yesterday, January 6th, was maybe one of the saddest days in America's history. And I just want to remind everybody that, as I said in last Sunday's podcast, this is going to be a time that is very, very turbulent. And it's not going to end yesterday. It's going to go on and on. Don't be shocked if January 20th is even worse than yesterday. But I just want to say it's really important. It's really important that you never, ever forget that adding anger to a situation is like adding wood to a fire. If you're angry, okay, just work it out by yourself somehow. If others that you know are angry, don't let them get you angry. This really is a time that I want all of you just to stay solid. Stay to yourselves. Stay inward here. Just be careful. But just come from a place of love. This world needs your love and your prayers more than it's ever needed it before. And so therefore, I want you all to come from that place and not get caught up in the things like we all saw yesterday. So I just wanted to say that to everybody before we began the Women and Money podcast. January 7th, 2021. KT, can you believe Wait, it? Wait, can we still say Happy New Year? No, it's over <laughs> New Year. It's done. No, but we, I still think it's kind of new. There's so many people I haven't said Happy New Year to. I tell everybody Happy New hey Year. Everybody. Get it out. Hey, everybody. KT here on KT's first Thursday with Susie in the new year. Happy New Year. <laughs> there we go there again, go. everybody. <laughs> It is Susie O and KT here. Welcome to the Women and Money podcast, as well as the men smart enough to listen. This is Ask Susie and KT. Anything. She's getting her cue right, but, everybody. But what? Wait, what? It's Ask Susie and KT reads the questions. They know that, KT. Because I don't answer them. You'd think I know the You answers. try to answer them sometimes. But <laughs> let me start by no, saying. Wait, that wait, before you even start, what did you think about our laughing? laughing podcast that was a week ago. <laughs> well, first of all, Robert, you did such a great job and it made me laugh again. Robert is our editor and he put, he took all the outtakes of Susie and I messing up because we get into these laughing fits over the past year. We didn't do that just on one, one day. And he put them and spliced them all together and edited it into a really funny little 15 minutes of us laughing. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I don't know if you all enjoyed it because it was 
I don't know. When we heard it again, learned anything? (laughs) Well, you learned how to laugh. You learned how to be a little happy. Girlfriend, ask me a question. All right. So I I chose a couple questions to start this new year with, based on the repercussions of last year, and and I think that everyone's going through this, and we're going to continue going through it for a while. So, this is from Logan. Susie, I'm a recent college graduate who moved home during the pandemic when my company switched to telework. I use this time to build my eight-month emergency fund, which you champion, and have invested in my 401k since day one. I told myself I would move out once my company ordered us back to the office. However, my job has switched to permanent work-from-home status. What should I do? move out and be on my own, or is it wise to continue saving a little while longer? Wait, can I say something? Yeah. Our nephew is in exactly the same situation, but you know what? Logan, if your mom and dad or whoever you're living with love you there, just stay. Now, didn't we wait, all just I think, start wait, this Susie, podcast wait, wait, wait. with KT saying she asks the questions and I answer? And see, didn't I tell you she goes but right ahead and answers them? Don't, don't you agree? You should just stick it out if they're not kicking him out. Come on, <laughs> save the money, boy. All right, well, there's your answer, Logan. You heard it from <laughs> KT herself. No, you answer for him. He wrote to you. All right. So really, Logan, here's what I would say to you. You say that you have an eight-month emergency fund. Well, guess what? My new advice is I want all of you to have at least a 12-month emergency fund. So you better tune in this coming Sunday, January 10th, to learn about the one that I want you to have. But even more important than that, you say that you have a 401k at work. You did not say you have a Roth 401k at work. And you also did not say that you have a Roth IRA besides your Roth 401k at work. So I want you to stay at home at least until you have fully funded a Roth IRA, assuming that you qualify for, and I have a feeling that you do. And you make your new contributions to the 401k at work to the Roth 401k. The more money you can save right now, the better off you are going to be. And I know you're thinking, well, if I move out, I'll be independent again. Listen, you made yourself a deal. And what was the deal? The deal was you were going to stay at home until you had to go back to work at the office. Well, guess what? You don't have to go back to work at the office. So stay at home. That's what I would tell you to do. That's great advice, Susie. Great. Another year or two, you know how much money yeah, he could save? I oh, my know. God. And and his family probably likes having him around. Okay, this one. Would is, you like having Travis around all the time? Yes, I I would. I mean, not forever. (laughs) (laughs) Travis is the name of our nephew. Okay. Okay. So Susie, this, this is really a heartfelt situation. And this is from Jeff, who lives in Greensboro, North Carolina, with his girlfriend of six years. They've been there for about two years. And then COVID hit. And when this hit, it all hell broke loose for these kids. And he said, when I started to receive unemployment, we would combine our money together, pay the rent and bills, but it was not enough to pay the full amount of rent every month while paying every other bill in terms of just surviving. So Susie, Jeff's company is still shut down. He doesn't receive unemployment. 
he's behind in rent, like really behind in rent. And when they saw you on the Today Show, they both listened to you comment on maybe if you're in a situation where you really can't make any ends meet, possibly move in with friends or family members. And this is just one option where you've really got to help each other. So I think that this is an opportunity. And above that, listen to this. Deborah, the girlfriend, lost her dad. And they, they're from Puerto Rico. The mom lives in Puerto Rico. Her dad died in the middle of COVID All as right, well. I see you've gotten caught up in Jeff's life. But what's Jeff's question, Katie? Okay, so Jeff is going to get a stimulus payment. And before he starts working again, and they don't know when they're going to start working again, do they pay down this rent and try to stick it out and make ends meet and still owe money and get evicted? Or, you know, with what the pressure of what's happening, what do they do? I mean, he wants to keep his I got marriage or his girlfriend I got it, together. girlfriend. <laughs> All right. I feel so bad for them, Can Susie. Can you tell that KT totally got involved in this man? Yeah. And I want to call story. him. Well, you can call him. All right. So t tell, tell them what to do. All right. So Jeff and Deborah, here's what I would tell you. If your mom, Deborah, lives in Puerto Rico... And the truth of the matter is, you lost your dad, which means she lost her husband, which means she's probably really, really lonely. I personally would take the stimulus money, and if you get unemployment again or whatever it is, and I have to tell you, I would not pay the back rent, believe it or not. And I would take whatever money I had and I would buy airplane tickets and go back to Puerto Rico and live with mama. Because you know, and I know that she would love to have you there. And Jeff. And, and well, you and Jeff yeah. there, of course. Right. And then just gather your wits about you because maybe you can get a job. And if your job comes back again, you could always move back. You'd have money to do so. But while this is going on and all you have coming in is the stimulus check and no other money or anything like that. I would pack up and use the stimulus checks that I get, and I would go to Mama in Puerto Rico. Okay, T. Kitty, you look so sad. You'll be sad. Well, the only upside is they could have a great time getting <laughs> Puerto Rico. Good, good suntan. I right, go on. All right. So next question is a fun one. It's a little bit interesting because I I can't answer it, but it says, "Hi, Susie and KT. It brightens every weekend to hear you on my phone." I had a question about terms you would hopefully be interested in covering on the Women and Money podcast. So, Susie, this is a question from Will, and these Will, are all men that you're I know. choosing. I, I love it though. But listen to this. Will's asking. Wait, do you know that somebody, a friend of ours, who knows us obviously, was with somebody else, and their their friend asked them, "Does Susie Orman hate men?" Can you believe? No, I didn't. I didn't hear this story. Yeah, right. Why? I don't know. I have I ever given any of you the impression that I hate men? I don't think so. No. We so, love but isn't them. that interesting? And so, see, here's KT picking all men right now. But anyway, go on. And Susie has lots of boyfriends. Believe me, <laughs> I'm going to share who I'm going to tell them all who your morning boyfriend is. Oh, morning, Joe. Morning, Joe. <laughs> she is in love with morning, Joe. Don't tell Mika, his wife. <laughs> okay, everyone. So here's, here's the terms that they're trying to figure out. 
These are the, the terms. They oh, don't so know what they mean. We're going to Susie school. Yeah, this Everybody, is Susie we're school. going to Susie school. Okay. The first one is margin balance. The second one is mate requirement. Maintenance requirement. Right? Mm -hmm. Maintenance. I figured it was maintenance. Non-marginable funds. Yeah. And stock buying power. Right. So these are words that will come into play when you open up a brokerage account. Margin is when your stock firm that you have your account with lends you money to buy stock that you don't have money to buy. Why would they do that? Because maybe you've opened up an account with them. You've invested $100,000 with them where you've already purchased stock. You've purchased it. You've invested all 100000 And now you want to buy another stock, but you don't have any more money. So now they will lend you money based on the value of the stock that you already own. So they'll give you a loan up to 50% of the value of the stock that you already own. That's known as margin. Maintenance requirement is if the stock that you bought or the stocks that you have margined start to go down, they're going to sell that stock from under you in order to fill the maintenance requirement because they're never going to be below 50% of the value of your portfolio. Those are really the two main terms you need to know. When you open an account, however, you don't want to go on margin. You never, ever want to go on margin unless you are a sophisticated investor and I just doubt that's happening here. So you never want to go on margin. You don't care about margin and you don't care about having a margin account. There you go, Will. She answered it for you. <laughs> All right. And Will, just to make you feel good, I didn't know what they meant either. But that's no and surprise to anybody. All right. Okay, go on. <laughs> okay, next one's from Shana. So Shana said, hey, Susie, I'm 30 years old and I opened my Roth IRA this year. Wahoo. <laughs> she wrote, Wahoo. I'm only investing in ETFs to start out as I continue to listen to you and educate. What's an ETF, Katie? Exchange Traded Funds, That's baby. my girl. All right, Dalvez. All right. Um, okay. So I only invest in ETFs to start out as I continue to listen to you and educate myself on long-term investing. I dollar cost average $100 a month and then will make up the difference in April to max it out. I've been hearing a lot about the index fund bubble and it bursting soon. Is that something investors should be worried about? Would that potentially be good news for me as I could buy more ETFs at a cheap price to hold for longer? I plan to hold all of my investments for at least 30 years. Thank you, Susie. Love the show. Yeah, Shana, girlfriend, it would be really, really great news for you if this market started to go down, 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 and down, because you got it right, especially with an index fund or an index ETF, the more the market goes down, the more the shares of the ETFs, the price of it goes down. The more the price goes down, the more shares you're able to buy, the more shares you have in the long run, the more money you make when the markets go back up again. So I think that would be a really great thing to do. I just want you to be a little careful here because you say that you're going to make up the difference in April to max it out. 
It's March or April of this year. Now, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, so you're going to just have to see that I'm expecting that these markets should start to go down for quite a long time. Could be wrong. Hope I'm wrong. But it's possible. So I would not be taking, if you're doing $100 a month, and let's say you're doing this in your Roth IRA, and now comes March or April, and you're now going to put in another 4000 and invest it all at once, uh-uh, don't do that. I want you to continue to dollar cost average every month, no lump sum investing in March or April. Okay, there you go. So next one is from Michelle. Susie, I'm completing your must-have documents. However, I have a question on what to do about insurance. I'm 69.70 next month. I worked up until five, about five years ago outside of the home. I worked part-time from the house. All those years, I had life insurance through my employer and term life insurance. It ended due to my age and not, no longer working. I am healthy, no medications. I do have a lot of credit card debt. Do I buy term insurance, which they say ends when I'm 80? I cannot afford whole life due to the high cost. Or should I just put the money in a savings account and forget buying insurance altogether? There you go. Forget buying insurance altogether. Really? Yes. At the age of 70, she doesn't need insurance. Her kids, if she has kids, are all grown at this point in time. She has credit card debt, so she needs to be dealing with her credit card debt and getting out of debt. And of course, you know, rather than buying insurance for who? Right. She should absolutely either save that money, tune in on Sunday. Yeah. A great Sunday. place for you to save. Right. Or really pay down your credit card. But mm -hmm. no, do not buy any more insurance. Over. Okay, Susie, another insurance question from Elisa. Hi, Susie. We're a healthy married couple with two young children. We're in our late 30s and 40s. We have a three year old and an infant. Which life insurance policy is best for us? You should make that the quizzy. <laughs> I know the answer. All right, answer it. All right, Elisa. If I were Susie, she'd say, what do you mean life insurance policy? The only insurance you need is term insurance. That's pretty good, KG. So how long of a term insurance policy should, should till she the, get? Till the kids are, are of legal age. No, till the kids are about 25, all 28. Right, so so, all so, right, so what, how many, what kind of term policy should she get? Oh, I don't know. What do you mean? What kind of term? <laughs> do you see everybody? There There's you... only one term insurance. No. So here's what, here's the question, Elisa, which is you say that you have two young kids, three and an infant. So if I were you, I would get at least 20 year level term insurance, which means that the premium will be level for 20 years. However, if you can find a 30 year level term policy, which would still be affordable for you, because then, you know, you would be in your late 30s, so 40. So you would be, you know, in your 60s, almost 70. That's fine. That's fine. And that's when it would expire. Right. But that's what I would do. And then your kids would absolutely be covered. So I personally would go to selectquote.com. And I do not get paid to say that, everybody. And I would look up what it would cost me to get a 20 or 30 year level term policy. They will give you five quotes. Just choose the cheapest. All right. 
Great. Okay. Next one is from Caitlin. Susie, my husband and I are both 34. I have a work-sponsored 401k that has been contributing 6% until April this year when my company decided to stop contributing. Under normal circumstances, the company will match you up to 3%. I listened to your podcast and you said open a Roth IRA and we fall under making less than $150,000. So I assumed opening the Roth in my name with my husband as the beneficiary was a good idea. My husband does not have any type of retirement account. I just listened to your podcast on December 17th. You said married couples filing taxes separate can't open a Roth IRA if you make over $10,000 a year. And I do. Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, no. <laughs> what Why I are done? you looking at me Wait, like that? You should see her face, because everybody. Because look at the nexus. <laughs> Listen, I'm just reading what Caitlin wrote. She wrote, because of what she wrote, she wrote, Oh no, what have I done? <laughs> yes, good did, did I make a big mistake? Yeah. Or when filing taxes, is there something special I will need to do? Yeah, you need to Any withdraw advice? the money. Yeah. You oh. need to withdraw the money. It's just that simple. If you file separately, even though you are married, the most that you can make is ten thousand dollars a year. And obviously you're way over that. By the way, just so all of you do know. The new modified adjusted gross income limits for the year 2021 is $125,000 a year if you are single, if you make $125,000 a year of a modified adjusted gross income or less, you can put in the full amount to a Roth IRA, which is $6,000 if you are under 50, $7,000 if you are 50 or older. You no longer can contribute once you start making more than $140,000 a year of adjusted gross income. However, if you are married filing jointly, the new numbers are if you make under 198000 of modified adjusted gross income, you then can put in the full amounts into your Roth IRAs. You can max them out. Once you make over 208000 you no longer qualify. But no matter what year we're in, if you make more than $10,000 and you are married filing separately, you do not qualify. This is from Gina. Hi, Susie. How are you? My husband and I are both 61 years old. I was getting ready to apply for my pension to be sent monthly, but my husband said maybe we should use part of both our pensions to pay off the house. We owe $149,000 on our home. Do you think this is a good idea? He makes over $18,000 a year. Let's make this the quizzy. Oh, all right. This can okay, be your all right. This can be the quizzy. All right, so go on. So, all right, this is the, the question. Do you think it's a good idea? He makes over $18,000 a year. So will he be penalized for taking out all his pension? Can he leave some funds in his pension? All right, so the quizzy is everybody. So should Gina and her husband take out money they're about to retire from their pension plans versus getting a monthly income should they take out a lump sum to pay off the mortgage on their home? Yes or no, KT? 
What's the answer? I always tell people I want them to own their homes outright when they retire. Take it out. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you such a sucker? (laughs) That was a sucker. Wait, did you send me? Did you? That's not fair, Susie Orman. Katie hates being wrong. (laughs) Here's the thing, everybody. And Gina, please listen to me with this one. All the money that you have in your pension is pre-tax money. If you go to take a lump sum out now to pay off the 149000 that you owe on your home, you're going to have to take out almost 300000 so that after taxes, you have like $149,000 left to pay off the mortgage. Whatever you take from the pension plan is absolutely going to be taxed to you as ordinary income. So I have to tell you, I so disagree with your husband, right? I'm actually, KT just handed me your email and I'm seeing that later on you say that you're going to be 62 and you and your husband are both going to take social security at 62. Girlfriend, you are doing this everything wrong. Do not take Social Security at 62. You are not to take Social Security at least until your full Social Security age, which possibly could be very close to 67. And you should absolutely not take the pension as a lump sum in order to pay off the mortgage on your home. Oh, please don't do that. <laughs> you got it wrong, KT. Sorry, KT. That wasn't fair. What do you mean it wasn't fair? Gina. I know Susie gave you the right advice, but that was my best guess. You should, I can't believe she set me up for that. I set her up. Set so me up right, for failure. everybody. That brings us to the end of another Ask Susie and KT Anything. What's really important is that I want all of you to tune in to this Sunday's podcast seriously. So great. It's, Don't miss it. And what's great about it is the offer that is going to be put on the table for all of you to hopefully take advantage of. And I need you to take advantage of it because I have a feeling it's not going to be around for very long. So I wanted my podcast people really to get the first crack at it. So tune in on Sunday and listen to what I have to tell you. And until then, what do you want to say, Katie? Have a great new year, everybody. Oh, here she goes back to the new year. I knew it. Stay safe and we'll see you soon. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. 
The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.